0: Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, November 19th. Mark, we should have just been recording that whole previous conversation we had because Mark and I were debating whether or not it makes sense to discharge outstanding student loans. Mark, the man who actually had some student loans, right? Didn't you have a few shekels in student loans? What'd you graduate with? Mark graduated college 112 years ago with about $15,000 in student loan debt. Jill graduated with no debt because her rich grandparents paid for college. So that was very lucky. And, and I'm noodling this around in my head. You know, doesn't make sense. There are a lot of people who were given some loans for pretty nefarious schools, like some of these for-profit institutions really are stinkers. So maybe it's something with that. Mark is worried that there is uh, some sort of reward for people potentially making bad decisions. I don't know. I don't know. I got to think it through more. Anyway, the debate rages on. And while it does, we're here to answer your questions. So send us a email, askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to our website, jillonmoney.com. There you will find all sorts of resources. You can watch television segments. You can listen to previous shows. You can read the stuff that I've been writing. And most importantly, by the way, while you're there, you can sign up for a free weekly newsletter. Mark puts it out every single Friday. So check it out, JillOnMoney.com. All right, let us begin with your questions. This is from Gretchen, who writes that I'm 57, my husband is 54. We both work full-time, earning a combined $89,000 a year gross. Our savings account has $7,500 in it we've got a Fidelity 401k through his employer. It currently stands at 566000 Wow. And she says hers is 28000 Okay. So Gretchen goes on to write that she's expecting a $90,000 inheritance from the sale of her father's house and land estate prior to any taxes or fees for the state of Washington or the feds are entitled to. I don't think you're going to have much. I mean, I, I doubt that there's going to be any anything that's due on that. You'll probably get a step up in cost basis. But anyway, Gretchen says this could happen before the end of 2020. What should we do with the inheritance? Here we go. I'd like to get rid of the $11,500 in credit card debt. And there are some things in the house that need immediate attention to the tune of 10,000. I wanna be smart with this money from dad. Any and all help greatly appreciated. Okay, so number one, ready? Wipe out the credit card debt do the stuff in your house and beef up that savings account. I bet that you need more than $7,500 to get you through six or 12 months of your living expenses. So whatever that number is, whatever your monthly expenses, multiply it by six, maybe even 12, somewhere between six and 12 months of your expenses should be in your boring savings account. Now, beyond that, you didn't mention whether or not you're both maxing out your retirement accounts or not, but perhaps one thing you could consider would be a Roth IRA because with the money that is left over, you guys will absolutely be able to each make a contribution to a Roth IRA. In 2020, you can make up to $196,000 together, so you can each put that $7,000 in. $6,000 is the max catch-up contribution of 1000 bucks because you're both over 50. So you can each do 7000 which is 14000 for 2020. And then in 2021, you can do the exact same thing. That's what I would do. You might as well open it up at Fidelity since you have uh, 401ks there. Very easy. Choose either a target date fund or just split it between half the money going into a bond index fund, half the money going into a stock index fund. I hope that helps. And uh, good luck. All right. Eric writes Jill and Mark, I have a question about taking a coronavirus related distribution from my 401k. Okay, here we go. Eric says, I qualify for the distribution. I plan on using it to get assets out of my fee laden 401k, then repay them immediately into an IRA to avoid any tax issues. Huh? So if you get a distribution, you qualify for it. You can take the money out. You want to get it out of your 401k and move it into an IRA. My question arises because earlier this year, I converted a portion of my 401k to a Roth. This was done all within the plan itself. Will I be facing any headaches from the five-year rule when I take the converted money using the coronavirus-related distribution? Mark, what do you think of this? So what we're not sure about is are you talking about taking the portion that was not converted from your 401k and moving that into an IRA rollover? Because that I think you could do, but you cannot do the Roth part of it. That you can't do. I'm pretty sure about that because that will get you into the five-year rule. That's a problem. Also, I'm really wondering, Like, can you tell me what your actual 401k choices are and what the fees are? Because before you go through all this these shenanigans, are you buying a problem potentially? I need to know more about you. I'm not willing to give you the thumbs up on this yet. All right? I'm just not. Okay. Next. This is from Thomas, who writes, My 27-year-old daughter works as a pharmacy technician for a large chain with few benefits. She qualifies for Medicare, but she may need to look at other expanded options, such as disability and hospitalization, dental, and vision. A broker came from an insurance company offering life insurance. Since she is single, living at home, I think she needs to look at something else. Also, this company only showed one star in reviews by Consumer Reports. Any advice? The ever-watchful father. She qualifies for Medicare. She doesn't qualified for Medicare. So here's the deal. She does not qualify for Medicare because she is not 65 years old. Does she qualify for Medicaid? Maybe? Possibly? Uh, what she needs to do is not buy life insurance, what she should do is go to the Affordable Care Act and see what she qualifies there. Maybe she doesn't make a lot of money, Mark. And that's what, and maybe he's saying that she gets health insurance through the marketplace and also is getting some assistance because her salary is low. I don't know. Need more details on that one also. Sorry. Jordan writes, I enjoy the podcast on dog walks in Montana. Hey, Jordan, where's my pictures? Come on. Okay. Jordan says, my wife and I have a goal of $100,000 in emergency savings. We're not there yet, but we're headed in the the right direction. My question is, how should that be distributed in what types of accounts? Our monthly expenses are less than $7,000. So it seems foolish to keep more than $15,000 in a savings account for immediate access. What other types of accounts could have slightly higher yields? CDs, maybe a CD ladder. What do you think? Okay. So what I do think is you should go to depositaccounts.com and there you will find not only CD rates, but you also will find some higher yielding money market and savings accounts. And, you know, you're right. It doesn't make sense to have it all that's in a savings account. On the other hand, you know, I don't know how much more you're going to squeeze out, but check it out, depositaccounts.com. Well, so Mark's saying you should have more than 15 grand. We want you to have six months of living expenses in liquid accessible assets, meaning savings, money market, high yield money market, or short term CDs. You're not going to maximize every dollar that's in your emergency reserve account, but anything over that, you can. You can put the money away into a higher yielding or maybe even a longer term CD. So just be sure to keep the boring money, boring. That's my, my wish for you. Sonia writes, I live in London and this lockdown gave me the chance to slow down. And I realized the importance of financial planning and investing. I've always been a saver and I thought I was doing the right thing with my money. But I have had money sitting in a 0% interest account doing nothing. I have savings of more than 20,000 pounds for investments. Mark says that's about $26,000. And Sonia also has another chunk of money for a house deposit. And she's going to need to access that over the next year. Okay, so you're going to keep that pretty simple, boring, just like I said to the other. If you need the money within a year or it's your emergency reserve fund, got to keep it simple, got to keep it zero risk, and got to keep it accessible. Okay. Sonia says, I've been trying to learn as much as possible about planning, platforms, where to invest, and I've been trying to understand the building blocks and fundamentals, and boy, there's so much. At the moment, I want to invest in an index fund, which mirrors the S&P 500, but my blockers at the moment are, one, which platform? For the UK, it would be a stocks and shares ISA through a platform utilizing my tax-free benefits, and two, just doing it. I keep thinking there's so much to learn. I need to learn it all. I'm not sure if this will make the cut for responding as I'm from the UK with different rules, but I'm an avid listener of your podcast and book, which I've been really helpful with my learning. First of all, you know, you're getting on the air if you're from London. Mark and I both lived in London at different times in our careers and just love it there. So we're answering you, Sonia. Okay, don't worry about it. Any recommendation on platforms for me to purchase my goals for investment would be using 50% index fund, then start to invest more regularly as I look to secure financial freedom. Any resources to help me with my financial education. As in all honesty, I'm enjoying learning about this other side of life. I didn't realize I was there. I enjoyed listening to your podcast. It's awesome to see and hear directly from a female. Yeah. Thank you for all the support you've been giving your listeners with your expertise. Many thanks, Sonia. Okay. So Mark and I are, are screwing around here. We don't know anything about like the best one. We're doing the same research you're probably doing. And you know what? I have to say that most of these things are fairly similar, but a place like Nutmeg seems to be a good place to start It will take a very short amount of time for you to look at this website and find out more. And, um, you know, maybe if you see maybe the Guardian or the FT has uh, the best of and they rate them. But these are going to be great. And you know what the answer is? in The $20,000 you said for the investments and you say uh, just doing it is so hard. Don't do it all at once if it's making you freaked out. Here we are. It's November. Maybe you say, okay, starting in November or in December, I'm going to put in five grand a month and get it all together and boom, you're done. You know, put it on autopilot, Sonia. I think that's the best idea and uh, let us know what you find. And if Mark and I, you know, tootled around and figure out something, we will let you know. Okay, so that is it. That is it for Thursday, November 19th, and we uh, hope everyone is kind of taking a deep breath and getting ready for this weird holiday season and is staying really, really safe guys. it's it's so important. more than ever, this virus does not care about the outcome of the election. This virus does not really care whether you missed your family or not. It is time to be super, super careful. okay? please, please, please. So with that said, wash your hands wear those masks, maintain your physical distancing, and just because you can, do something nice for somebody else today. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.